This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 171. Hi, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips brings you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. Well, I want to start this episode by telling you I'm going to give you a great tennis tip about taking the ball on the rise. And then at the end of the podcast, I'm going to talk about what I've been doing over at Tennis Fixation, just so you know that the podcast is moving forward. And if there are any gaps in time, please don't worry. Stay subscribed because I am working behind the scenes to make sure everything is a wonderful experience for you when you listen to this podcast and when you visit TennisFixation.com. But before I go into that, let's talk about taking the ball on the rise, because that's what today's episode is all about. You know, there are lots and lots of tennis one-liners. That's what I call them anyways. Little bits of tennis advice that are summarized in just one sentence. And a lot of times, they're actually great. They can be simple to understand and easy to apply. But sometimes somebody says one of these one-liners to you. Maybe you hear it in a lesson and you're kind of going, huh, what does that one mean? And taking the ball on the rise can be one of those. Your tennis pro may have said that very thing to you during a lesson. Take the ball on the rise. Or maybe you've heard a commentator talking about a pro during doing it during one of the slams, like how great... Someone plays because they always take the ball on the rise. And maybe you are already doing that. Maybe you take the ball on the rise. And if you do, good. Good for you. But maybe you're not. Maybe you've heard that one-liner and wondered, what the heck does that even mean, take the ball on the rise? And how do I do it? And why would I even do it? Well, in this episode, I'm going to talk about that, and I hope I'm going to convince you to give it a try the next time you hit the tennis court. So this is truly a quick tennis tip, taking the ball on the rise. First, let's talk about what it means. So I want you to think about how a tennis ball bounces on the court when it's coming towards you. When a ball is coming toward you, and bounces on the court in front of you, it forms an arc. So imagine it leaves your opponent's racket, it rises up over the net, and it arcs down to bounce on your side of the court. It then rises up again after the bounce, and then it arcs down again. So if you think about this, leaves the opponent's racket and arcs up to clear the net, down to bounce, and then after the bounce, arcs back up again. So we, and I'm talking about 
recreational tennis players like myself, and I'm guessing most of you, we usually wait until the ball bounces through the high point of this second arc, the arc after the bounce to hit the ball. Now, if you're a high-level player, if you play four, five, or above tennis, if you're a ranked junior or a college player, you might not wait to hit the tennis ball. But most of us, most of the players listening to this podcast, probably wait on the ball to drop in that second arc before hitting it. And why do we do this? Why do we often wait until the ball is coming down to hit it? Well, I think for two reasons. First, if we wait to hit the ball until it is dropping, it'll have slowed down from the bounce quite a bit. And it will continue to slow down as it continues moving towards us. So that makes it easier for us to hit the ball. It's moving slower. Second, if we wait until the ball is dropping after the bounce, We can stay further back in the court to hit the ball. We don't have to move up. We can just wait for the ball to get to us. So waiting to hit until the ball is dropping lets us be a little bit safer, maybe even a little bit lazier because we don't have to move our feet as quickly to get up to that ball. So if you put these two things together, a slower moving ball that is further back in the court, you can see that Hitting the ball when it's coming down off that arc, it's a lot easier. It's safer to hit, and it's more likely that we will hit a better ball. We'll have a better stroke by waiting for the ball to drop after it bounces. So, why should we bother hitting the ball sooner? Why bother hitting the ball on the rise? Well, first, let's talk about just exactly what hit the ball on the rise even means. As I said, most of us are waiting on the ball, letting it drop some in its arc before hitting it. Hitting the ball on the rise means hitting the ball earlier, moving in to hit the ball before it arcs all the way up and drops down again. So you hit the ball as it is rising off the court after that bounce. You hit it right after it bounces on your side of the court as it's rising in its arc. Now, what does this mean for you? Well, it means you're hitting the ball sooner than you usually do. It also means you have to move in closer to the net to hit the ball. You're not necessarily at the net or even close to the net, but you're much closer than you would be if you're waiting on the ball to arc down after the bounce. And both of those are good things for you. Hitting the ball sooner takes away some reaction time from your opponent. It gives him or her less time to get into position and to get ready for whatever it is that you send back to them. It also means that you're closer to the net. So you're moving in and taking control. And this can often be a great position to get yourself into. It's almost always a great idea to be moving in closer to the net in doubles. So maybe you're convinced that this taking the ball on the rise thing is a good idea. And maybe you even want to give it a try either in your next practice session or even in your next match. How do you do it? 
how do you actually take the ball on the rise? Well, this is one of those things that you just have to start doing. You really have to just start practicing doing this because the only thing that really needs to change for you to hit the ball on the rise is for you to be quicker and get yourself into the right position to hit the ball earlier. You need to move your feet quickly and get closer to the ball than you're used to. As far as the mechanics of your swing, they don't change that much. Your backswing will very likely have to shorten some because you're acting more quickly and you may not have time for a full backswing. But again, this all goes to timing and acting more quickly. It doesn't go into changing everything about your stroke. Now, It could be that you have some experience hitting the ball on the rise, whether you realize it or not, if you have been hitting half volleys. That shot usually requires you to move in, shorten your backswing, and take the ball early. So it's very similar to that. I'll link a podcast episode that I did on the half volley that can give you some tips on hitting that particular shot. Um, I think that was episode 132. It was called How to Play the Half Volley. Anyways, that can also help you, if you listen to that one, with taking the ball on the rise. And I'll have a link to that episode in the show notes for this episode, which you can find over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips171. But I do want to say taking the ball on the rise is different than a half volley in that you can take the ball on the rise from anywhere on the court, depending on how deep your opponent's ball is. You can take the ball on the rise from the baseline, and many pros are known for doing just this. In fact, this is one of the things that Andre Agassi was very well known for. He was amazing at taking the ball on the rise and sending the ball back to his opponents quicker, cutting down on their time when his peers were not doing this. Now, I am also including a link to a YouTube video that I really like showing you a great drill you can all do on your own to practice taking the ball on the rise. This is a video from Ian Westerman from Essential Tennis, who I interviewed back in episode 104. And episode 104 was about the eye formation. It wasn't about taking the ball on the rise, but Ian is fabulous at tennis and especially at tennis instruction. Anyway, I love his YouTube video because it not only shows you what taking the ball on the rise looks like, it explains it, but it shows you a way that you can practice this shot all by yourself out on the tennis court. And basically, I, as I said, think Ian is one of the best online tennis instructors out there. All of his videos are amazing, but be sure and check out the show notes to see this specific video. So hitting the ball on the rise definitely takes some practice. In addition to practicing by yourself, using the drill in the YouTube video, you may want to bring this up with your tennis coach in your next lesson and ask about it. Ask about learning how to do it because the payoff to adding this type of shot to your arsenal can be well worth it. So get out on the court and learn how to take the ball on the rise.
And before I go, I wanted to let you know what I'm working on behind the scenes over at TennisFixation.com. As I know you know, I came back to Tennis Quick Tips after a pretty good long break, and I promise I'm going to explain what happened during that break. It's uh, sort of an interesting story, but in the meantime, I have been cleaning up TennisFixation.com. I have moved the podcast over to a new host that I think is providing much better audio and is helping me to bring you a much cleaner podcast. I'm really excited about that. I have been working on cleaning up the show notes for every single episode of this podcast. So if you want to check out all of the episodes and the show notes, it's real easy to just go over to Tennis Fixation. Ugh tennisfixation.com slash podcast and you'll see a list of all of the episodes and you can click on any one and it'll take you right to the show notes for that episode. But anyways, I wanted you to know I haven't been goofing off and doing nothing. I have continued to work on improving the podcast for you, my fabulous Tennis Quick Tips listeners. Uh, It's just you know, technical behind the scenes kind of work. But if you visit the website where I house everything, it is looking amazing. And I'm going to keep working on things like that. Anyway, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope if you have a chance, you will let your tennis pals know about this podcast. Tell them they need to be listening to it. I hope you will subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And if you can give me a review on iTunes, I would really appreciate it. I think it's called the Apple Podcast app now. Um, I would appreciate it because it helps other like-minded tennis players, people just like you and me, find this podcast and listen to it. That's all I got for today. Thanks again for listening. And as always, happy tennis.